Tonight, Discovery gets an international release, Boba Fett is no good guy, Middleman the movie, plus Spider-Man gets more, and COVID upgrades. All that and more on this super edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of Multiverse Tonight. Uh, this is the combined sci-fi and comic book edition, just like the, just like the last time. Let's face it, it's December. You know, not a lot of news gets generated in December. You know, it, it seems. Um, not a lot to talk about. Well, um, my wife and I, we went to the movies to see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is is by the way an excellent movie. I I highly recommend it. Um don't, you know, again, th- this is another one of those things don't stare too clo- too long or think about stuff too long cuz you'll pull threads, but you know, other than that, it was a great movie. I I enjoyed it. I you know, look forward to, you know, any possible sequels. Uh next movie we're probably going to do is like is looking forward to Spider-Man No Way Home and, and Matrix uh, Resurrection, which comes out uh, later this month. And uh, ticket sales for the Matrix just went online today, and ticket sales for Spider-Man No Way Home are, you know, through the roof. So that's, you know, at, at least it looks like the, the box office is for the end of the month is going to be super, which I'm sure every theater owner needs but other than that uh, let's get on to some star trek news we begin star trek news today with international viewers getting a present from viacom cbs in the form of a brand new international distribution plan for star trek discovery's fourth season if you'll remember from the previous episode international discovery viewers were dismayed when the Netflix deal was cut and they couldn't get Discovery until next year when Paramount Plus planned to launch globally. Well, Viacom apparently heard the outcry. Don't know why they couldn't do this beforehand, but they they heard that outcry and announced that those in regions where Paramount Plus is already available, Australia, Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Denmark, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Salvador, Finland, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Norway, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, Sweden, Uruguay, and Venezuela will see the first two episodes become available to stream on Friday, with new episodes following on a weekly basis. And those in European countries like Austria, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, and United Kingdom will be able to watch the Star Trek Discovery Season 4 via Pluto TV. Now, episodes will stream at 9 p.m. local time on Pluto TV's sci-fi channel, with episodes available for purchase. 
Meanwhile, on Better Trek shows, Nickelodeon has announced a premiere date for Star Trek Prodigy, which first debuted on Paramount Plus in October and is on hiatus until January 6th. The one-hour series premiere will launch on December 17th at 8, 7 central. IDW has announced Star Trek Klingons part of a series of extra-long one-shots that will look at different alien races. Klingons will uh, chronicle the life of Kalos the Unforgettable when writers John Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, writers, showrunners of the hit series Star Trek Year 5, have teamed up with artist Timothy Green II, who has done Star-Lords, Annihilators, and Animal Man, to tell the legend of Kalos the Unforgettable, the greatest warrior of the Klingon Empire. From the bridge of his death of his cowardly death from the death of his cowardly brother Morath to his victory at Three Turn Bridge, Lansig said about the uh, series in a press release, quote, I was in large part raised by Star Trek, and no culture helped me come to terms with my masculinity, my anger, and my personal code of honor more than the Klingons. So when I tell you the only thing more exciting to me than taking the Enterprise crew on their final journey in Star Trek Year 5, it's getting to show the man behind the myth of Kalos the Unforgettable. You can believe it. Unquote. Now, Klingons comes out in February. Next after that will be Star Trek Ferengi in April. And now, let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Ivana Sakano is the latest person cast in the Star Wars Ahsoka Disney Plus series. Now, she joins the already cast Rosario Dawson, Natasha Leo Bordizzo, and Hayden Christensen. Now, Sakano will be playing a newly created character. Now, previously, she has appeared in Pacific Rim Uprising, High Fidelity, and The Spy Who Dumped Me. The Book of Boba Fett will truly be a limited series, as the episode count has been revealed to be just seven episodes. The series, which premieres on December 29th on Disney+, Plus, will have... Will have us quote see the rise of Boba Fett and Fennec Shand in one month, unquote, according to the Star Wars Twitter account. Now, some more on that. By the way, don't say that they're good guys or bad guys, according to Ming Na Wen. Now, Ming, who plays Fennec Shand in Boba Fett, said in Disney Twenty Three Magazine, quote, "It's going to be really interesting to see how their dynamics grow in the Book of Boba Fett." I think that's all I can say. The rest is you have to watch. Not that they're the bad guys. They're not that good either. We are the anti-hero. I like playing an anti-hero. You get away with more, I think. Now, she also went on to describe the character's partnership and morals, saying, quote, Well, there's a partnership between the two of them, Fennec and Boba Fett, for sure. They're bonded by the fact that they both lived through a near-death experience, and there is a sense of code that they both abide by. Unquote. Let's go on to the DC Comics news. Batman the Animated Series is coming back, yet in the form of an audio drama with the original cast. Uh, Kevin Conroy and John Glover broke the news at the Los Angeles Comic Con this past Saturday. The podcast will be written by original Batman the Animated Series writer Alan Bur- Burnett, not many details about it are known at this time, but we'll keep our eyes out. Metal Men is getting an animated adaptation. According to an exclusive in The Hollywood Reporter, animation legends Ron Clements and John Musker, who made such movies for Disney as The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and The Princess and the Frog, will be tackling the Metal Maid superhero team. 
The duo will team with Space Jam, a new legacy writer, Celeste Balliard, who will write it at Metal Men, revolves around the brilliant scientist William Magnus and his creations, six highly advanced robots who have personalities and powers associated with their respective metals, gold, iron, lead, tin, mercury, and platinum. The property has been in various stages of development for a live-action version, but just never came to be. No word on if it will be an HBO Max project or an actual feature film. Danny DeVito's version of The Penguin from Batman Returns is seen as the benchmark for portrayals of that DC villain, and Danny wouldn't mind returning to the role at least one more time. In a recent interview with Forbes, the actor said, quote, I feel like it's not out of the question that The Penguin will return someday, but this is all up to Tim, whether or not Tim wants to do this. I would say that could be in the cards because we ain't dead yet, he laughed. We could do a continuation of what we had in the past because tr that was truly a brilliant movie. They afforded me the opportunity and I felt very grateful and I would like to revisit it. Why not? It was a really great moment for in time for me, unquote. He also added, quote, There's a little Oswald in me. And then there's Danny. I'm not a closed book. I'm pretty much an open book, unquote. Well, here's hoping that someday... Uh, we might get to see Danny DeVito as the Penguin one more time. Let's go on to the Marvel news. Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man will be staying indefinitely, according to producer Amy Pascal. In an interview with Fandango, the uh, producer said, quote, This is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We were, are going, we are getting ready to make that the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go on to the next three. This is our last or our last of our MCU movies, unquote. Now, sources have told The Hollywood Reporter that Sony has a strong relationship with Tom Holland and Kevin Feige and hopes to continue with the collaboration. Although there are currently no plans at this time, no Way Home, which debuts this month with hopes to beat or meet the $1.1 earned worldwide by Spider-Man Far From Home. And uh, don't expect Peter Parker to have a brand new spider suit for No Way Home. Tom Holland, appearing on The Graham Norton Show, had the following exchange with host Graham and fellow guest Henry Cavill. Quote, The suit's the same, right? Or is it being changed? Norton asked. Yes, it's the same yeah, as the last one. There's no changes, Holland replied. Again, I asked for a zip, and I didn't get one. Holland then asked Cavill if he has a zip in his Superman costume, and the star replied, yeah, sort of. This caused a hilarious, confused reaction from Holland. So Cavill added, it's not conventional zip, no otherwise you'd see it, but yeah. Holland then asked, what about, the? we're talking about the same zip, right? A toilet zip. Chuck Cavill replied with a chuckle, saying, I hope so. We also got a first look at the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel. It'll be called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. First thing, uh, instead of just one movie, we're getting it split into a part one and part two, just like the recent Dune movie. We also learned that Phil Miller and Christopher Lord, Christopher Miller, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, excuse me, got every character they wanted to play with. The pair told Entertainment Weekly, quote, honestly, no. 
when asked if they were if there were universes or characters that they wanted to introduce but didn't make the final cut. We're getting to do more or less everything we have ever wanted. Now, the film stars Shane McMoore as Miles Morales slash Spider-Man, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker slash Spider-Man, Haley Seinfeld as Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Woman, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Spider- who is Spider-Man 2099, and Issa Rae as Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman. The film is set to be released on October 7th, 2022. Miguel's studio... Excuse me. Miguel and Marvel are almost are, are almost directly rela- are directly together as a word. Miguel Marvel, Miguel Marvel, Miguel Marvel, Miguel Marvel. It's almost a tongue twister. Marvel Studio head honcho Kevin Feige revealed in an interview with Cinema Blend over the weekend that Charlie Cox would be playing Daredevil if they ever needed that character. Feige said, "If you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil." Where we see Cox's Daredevil, how we see that, when we see that, remains to be seen. Unquote. Now, Cox uh, played the role in the Netflix series from 2015 to 2018, but as of now, there are no upcoming Daredevil projects in the works, and as far as we know, no plans to use the character. Now, let's go on to some good old-fashioned geek news. In response to a wave of bots scooping up hot products on the internet to be resold for ridiculous amounts, a group of Democratic lawmakers are pushing the Stopping Grinch Bots Act, which would make it illegal to use bots to purchase products and would punish those selling said products. The legislation is being pushed by New York Representative Paul Tonko alongside Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, and New Mexico's Ben Ray Lejeune. While PS5 and Xbox Series Xs are the first things that come to mind, the legislation seems to extend to essentially any product purchased using bots. In a press release, Schumer talked about the benefits of passing the legislation. The average, ho- the average holidays shopper is unable to compete with the light speed of the all-too-common Grinch bots and are then held at ransom by scalpers and third-party resellers when trying to buy holiday product presents. After a particularly trying year, no parent or American should have to fork over hundreds or even thousands of dollars to buy Christmas or holiday presents for children and loved ones. It is of the utmost importance that these Grinch bots are thwarted in their attempts to steal Christmas and money from hardworking Americans. Unquote. So if this uh, appeals to you, go ahead, call your members of Congress now, the ones that will listen. Or uh, call better members if if you can get a hold of them. On to other news. Gal Gadot's Cleopatra movie has switched directors. Now, Gal's frequent collaborator, Patty Jenkins, has exited Cleopatra to focus on two of her other high-profile projects. DC's Wonder Woman 3 and Star Wars Rogue Squadron for Disney slash Lucasfilm. Marvel's The Falcon and the Warrior Soldier director, Kari Skogland, will replace Jenkins at the helm of Cleopatra, according to several reports. Now, Cleopatra is set up over at Paramount Pictures under alias Air- under Atlas Entertainment, and uh, Leota Calagridis handle- is handling the script. Now, this will be Skolin's big screen debut, having worked as a TV director since the 1990s. 
Disney has put Turner and Hooch down. Now, the series, which will now be a really quick series to binge, has been axed by Disney+. Plus. Series star Reginald Vell Johnson broke the news when asked about it by comicbook.com. He, re- he told them, quote, Well, as far as I know, they're trying to sell it to another network or something like that. That's what I heard. But as of now, it's not going to be picked up, I don't think. It was fun to do, and working with the actors was great fun, and I hope so. Whatever they decide to do with it, I'm in. I'm with it. It's okay. I enjoy doing the sequel, and hopefully we'll have some time to do it again. But not. But if not, I was glad. I'd glad for the experience. Unquote. Yep. Sorry to see that big lovable dog down. Not really. No dogs were harmed in the making of this report. The Fox Brick Building competition show Lego Masters has been renewed for a third season. The show, which has been run as a summer series, has done well with teens and 18 to 48 year olds. Season 3 will debut during the summer of 2022. The new COVID variant Omicron has reared its ugly head in North America, and the second confirmed case has been linked back to the New York City Anime Convention, Anime NYC 2021. This past Thursday, the CDC announced it was investigating a confirmed COVID-19 case caused by the Omicron variant after a Minnesota resident who attended the annual anime convention held this year from November 19th to 21st returned home to their home state and tested positive. The CDC reports that the individual, who has since recovered, developed mild symptoms on November 22nd before getting tested on November 24th. Now, the con required masking and complied with the city's key to new NYC vaccine mandate, so most likely this person got it from somewhere else. However, if uh, you know if you attended or if anyone else attended that convention, uh, you might want to get checked out, just in case. Disney has revealed the cast for their new non-Marvel superhero show, Extraordinary. Now, this show centers on a young woman who is the only person on Earth with no superpowers. The cast will be headed up by Madrid Tairs, who is set to star in Thor director Kenneth Branagh's upcoming film, Belfast. She will star in the eight-part series alongside Pole Dark, Sophia Oxenham, and Dairy Girls, Saban McSweeney, Extraordinary is written by debut writer Emma Emma Moran and is filming around London. Aquafina is joining Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt for Universal Pictures' Renfield. The movie will be directed by Chris McKay and will begin shooting early next year in New Orleans. Now Holt is starring as the titular character, the familiar of Count Dracula. Nick Cage will be playing Dracula and Aquafina will be playing a character that teams up with Renfield to take on the Vampire King. The movie is being written by Ryan Ridley, best known for Fox's Ghosted and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty. And uh, while we're on vampires, Anne Rice's Lives of the Mayfair Witches will be made into a series at AMC, joining Interview with the Vampire. The eight-episode series will be written and produced by Masters of Sex duo Estes Spalding and Michelle Ashford. Mayfair is about an intuitive young neurosurgeon who discovers that she is the unlikely heir to a family of witches. As she grapples with her newfound powers, she must also contend with a sinister presence that has haunted her, gener- her family for generations. 
Now, the interview with the Vampire series will premiere in late 2022 on AMC. Mayfair has no set date yet. Peacock has ordered Supernatural Academy, a young adult animated fantasy series based on the Jamin Eves, the Supernatural Academy books. The project will be developed and written by Jillian Horvath and executive produced by, by Alan Bobahat with 41 Entertainment. Now, Supernatural Academy chronicles an outworldly, outworldly adventure of sisters marked at birth. One twin sister was raised in the supernatural world, confident and popular. The other was raised in the human world, an offbeat outsider. Now they're about to be reunited at the Supernatural Academy, and neither one of them is thrilled about it. These adversarial twins will have to learn to get over their differences and trust each other in order to save themselves and save the world. The series will premiere on January 20th on Peacock. Kevin Smith is already brimming with ideas for Season 2 of Masters of the Universe Revelation if it gets picked up for a second season. In a recent episode of Fat Man Beyond, Kevin said, quote, we, are all, we are in a place now where we get to figure out if we get to go again. Based on the first round of episodes, things are, were looking very positive. Hopefully based on dropping part two and how many people finish the whole thing, if that's all positive, if we reach what they call efficiency, then we might get to do it again. Fingers crossed. So watch the shout out if it, if it, of it, if you want to see more. That's what, how we get to do it again. I hope we get to do it again. I'd be so good to do it again because I got ideas. Unquote. Well, I'm sure he does. Uh, let's uh, finish off by checking out this past weekend's box office. Now, uh, as usual, we start at number 10, although I'd uh, like to draw attention here to number 11 on the, the chart. Number 11 is Vintage Let There Be Carnage, which uh, was number 10 last week. It grossed a million dollars. Uh, so far, its total gross is two hundred and ten point nine million dollars. That's you know that's very good. At number ten was Sword Art Online: Progressive Art of a Starless Night. Now uh, that's pretty good. It made over a million dollars for only being in eight hundred and forty theaters. So uh, you know, bravo. At number nine is King Richard, which dropped two spots. At number eight is Clifford the Big Red Dog, which also dropped two spots. Number six, it's uh, made a total gross of $45.7 billion. Dune came in at number seven, uh, up from number eight. So it actually increased. Uh, it got $1.8 million this week, this past weekend. So uh, its total gross is $104.5. Raccoon, uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, came in at number six. Eternals, Dropped from number four to number five. So far, it's made a total gross of 156.5 million. Christmas with the Chosen, The Messengers, came in at number four. Uh, again, that's one of those weird, weird releases that, you know, you know, I have no clue what the heck it is. Uh, House of Gucci was uh, number three. It actually stayed at three. The top three, in fact, all stayed at the respective respective spots. 
House of Gucci made $6.7 million. It's made $33.6. Ghostbusters Afterlife, again, a very good film. I want, you know, all go out and see that. Yeah. Made $10.3 million this past weekend. Uh, that's down about 57% from the previous week. And uh, it's so far, its total gross is $102.1 million. And Encanto uh, came in at number one with $12.7 million. Now, that's also down $53 million, or 53%, I should say. Its total gross worldwide, or its total gross so far is $57.9 million, estimated. Now, this is a very good, let's, since we're at the end of the year, let's look and see what the biggest box office gross this year has been. Uh, so far, it's still Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which has a total domestic gross of $3.6 million. So uh, that brings us to the end of the uh, show for today. Now, if you like the way the show has been, please head on over to our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you know, we have uh, Kofi, we have, or we have Kofi.com, we have, you know, share a coffee, we have Patreon, we have so many different ways you can, you know, tip me at the end of the year if you want to tip me. Uh, if you'd like to do that, go and check our show notes, visit the Tia Public Store, and so much more. Head on over to multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us with some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching this combined edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with more sci-fi and comic book news. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.